0: You know, all of us are in waiting at some point in our lives, through various points and stages of our lives, until our lives end. We're in an incubation period before we're born, we go through waiting periods from being held and coddled and pacified until we crawl and walk and so on and so forth. We go through stages and phases of life where we wait. Well, it's not just naturally or physiologically, it's also spiritually where we wait. And any of us could say that we're in a waiting period, whether if it's personally or whether if it's familial or if it's statewide or nationwide or worldwide. As we have seen, some things have been worldwide recently. But I specifically want to gear this episode to those of you who really are in a process of waiting. A spiritual process of waiting, you see. And I don't want you who are not to mistake this and you get yourself tripped up because of pride, or because of ignorance, because you don't understand. Now, that's not a dig. It's for you to truly understand. So if this is not you, just please listen and encourage someone or listen possibly for a future time. But if this is specifically applicable to you, listen intently. You see, in the waiting process, I think of what's coming to mind are those prophets that were hidden during the time of Elijah. And they were hidden because many of you are familiar with the story. Jezebel was coming to slay them. But they were in a waiting period. Another story that comes immediately to mind was, is King David. King David was anointed, anointed at 16 or 17 years old. Some stories tell different age. Some even, I've, I've heard 18 at some point at that age range. David was anointed king by the prophet priest Samuel. David did not become king for quite some time. In fact, a decade later, a waiting period. And then only Judah Had recognized him and had poured the horn of anointing over him and inducted him, inaugurated him as king. But God did not separate or wanted a separation between Judah and Israel. God wanted Israel and Judah to have one king, not two separate kings. So Israel had to come into a place of agreement. And also induct and inaugurate David. And that took some time. So, to those of you who are in a waiting period, it's tough. Listen to me. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not doing what you need to do. And that's why I said this episode specifically for you, because you are doing what you need to do, you've done the stuff. You have fasted, you've wept, you've prayed, you've cried, you've pulled people together, you've rallied people on your behalf, you've poured out your complaints as Job did, you've wrote as many Psalms as you could write out, you raise up to the highest of heavens your groanings and your grumblings as the Israelites did in Exodus chapter 2, and you've done it. You've poured it out before the Father. You are empty. And I want to encourage you today that that's exactly the place the Father and the Son want you to fuel and to fill you to overflow, not capacity, to overflow beyond capacity. And let me tell you something, our capacity is not the way that we think it is. We might think our capacity is limited like it goes to our head or I don't know, maybe a little bit beyond our head or so, maybe even to, let's say, the sky. Our capacity is actually limitless because God who made us is limitless. But there is a filling and then an overflowing or there would not be so according to Psalm 23. So you're in the right place. Don't let anybody tell you And I'm thinking of Job's three friends who were actually messengers of Satan, who were accusers. I'm thinking of those three specifically and those people who've come into your life, those people who have accused you of wrongdoing, they've accused you of wrongdoing against Yahweh, they've accused you of iniquity, not just sin, but of iniquity, and they're wrong. And they have hurt you more than the hell, more than the pit, more than the dark night of the soul, more than the death of your spirit, man, in the emptying. They have wounded you and pierced you. That's what David talks about in the psalm about one of his closest friends, his advisor. They did that to you. But I want to bless you with something. Just also, as David said in Psalm 139, there is no place that exists, whether if we know about it or not, that the Most High's eyes do not see or cannot go His presence. He is with you now in the place of emptiness and barrenness and fruitlessness. He was with you when those accusers, the blood, relatives, the spiritual fathers and mothers, your close friends who are your spiritual friends, your blood brothers, your blood sisters, whatever you wanna call them, your covenant brothers and sisters. God was with you during that. You need to learn now before you get to your point. Let it go and forgive them. Release forgiveness. Release forgiveness even against God for why you're going through whatever you're going through. It's not just you. You're in a waiting period for a reason. And although it might not look exactly like Job, because Job was Job. Let Job be Job. Stop listening to all these voices There is only and will ever only be one Job. You are you. Your story is yours. You may bear resemblance and similarities to Job, but there is just one Job in all of history. And there's you and one you. You take what the Spirit of God is birthing and using in you that is relevant to Job's life or the relevancy of his life in your life, however you choose to put it. And you see what God will produce in your story. It might not look exactly like you will have multitude of children and you're going to have a wife and you'll remarry and you'll have riches and fortune. You very well may. And you'll have beyond the friends that you had, those three friends, they're all going to be restored because that's what it says. All his friends came back. All his family, his cousins came. They all came. Well, where were they? Well, that's what happens in the process of death. No one is around you in the process of waiting. No one is around you. And let me tell you other people something who are not in the process of waiting. Quit hyper-criticizing when people are going through things that you don't understand. Maybe you should just listen and watch and get in the Spirit. Get in Holy Spirit, excuse me, not in any Spirit because we got to be careful when we say get in the Spirit. I think we know what we mean when we say that, but there are other spirits besides the Holy Spirit. So get in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Most High God, the Spirit of Yahweh, and start truly seeing what's going on behind the scene because you can't bind or pray against or pray out or loose or you can't do any of that stuff when someone is in a waiting period or in a process of death and purification. There's nothing you can do but allow God to work his power, might, and glory in that person, in those persons. I hope I'm speaking to somebody out there because I want to make sure you get your justice because there's so many people who are continuously being hurt and beat up because God is perfecting a work in them through death so that he can produce a greater work because you're going to come out. Listen to me. You're going to come out a revolutionary. You're going to come out a world changer or a a coalition of world changers. Maybe it's just not you as one. You're going to be a part of world changers or a multiplicity of them, or you're going to fund or whatever it looks like. And Just as the enemy used Job's friends, the enemy is using the sons and daughters of God in his house against you. Be encouraged. God sees it. God knows it. God loves you just as he loves them. And although God was upset, burning with rage. That's what the Bible says against Job's three friends. He says because of Job who was better than you were. And because he prayed for you, I'm going to forgive you. So those of you who are in waiting, those of you who are in the death and dying process, forgive. You see, that's what Yeshua did. The first sentence Yeshua uttered on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He could have, murmured and blasted out all kinds of curses and disassociations and anything. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So that's what you do. The other thing is, I don't think anyone has a time frame. Maybe there are some people. There there might be some very few people, but that's a matter of the Holy Spirit. So my Encouragement to you, my recommendation, actually, my exhortation would be to not expect so much a time frame, but to allow the perfect work of God to be made in you. And it's only going to be done as you come into an awakening, as you come into a yes, just oblige, just obey. When God puts his finger on that thing, what he's wanting to do is shed light into an area where there might be a schism. When God is putting his finger on something, it could be he wants to shed light and expose the enemy is right there accusing you and attacking you. And I just want you to stay and stand and keep glorifying my name because I am about to knock his lights out and turn the light on and show him how big I am through you to show him how big you are and make him run screaming. I don't have the antidote for your situation. You need to know that by the spirit of God trust god that's what job said though he slay me yet i will trust him now for the world for everyone and specifically for the sons and daughters in the world and by in the world i mean globally and i said, i made that distinction because paul says to do good to everyone, especially those who are in the household of faith. We're all in a waiting period. So some of those rules and principles apply to us as well, but there is an end to the waiting. So you've heard before, and if you haven't, let me introduce it, how we behave and how we act and what we do As we're waiting, it speaks volumes. I can't tell you how it's scaled or how it's measured or assessed. I don't have that criteria. And I don't feel the Spirit of God giving me a release to even do so. I am speaking to you what I am breathed upon to say. This encouragement, this exhortation. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. We're coming into a season of trusting. And trusting is different than faith. I've spoken about this all year, actually. I think I heralded it earlier this year in 2021 about the differentiation between faith and trusting, hoping to give some buzz in the air about what we were coming into in 2022. Well, we're here now. 2022 is about trusting Rather than just faith and trusting, looks like those times, like Joseph and Job and David. It's tough, it's tough, but look at the outcome of what happened with those men. So, though he slays us globally. Though he slays us as a nation, though he slays you, those of you who are in waiting, you budding prophets. Oh, my God. God is so proud of you. I sense his pride over you. Of course, not an impure, demonic pride. It's like an eagle watching her babies in a nest, and she's, she's not watching them aimlessly. She's proud of what is there, and they're happy, and they're chirping, and they're protected, and they're hidden on the cleft of a mountain. God is so proud of you, you budding prophets, now, if that isn't a prophetic picture, because I, that is not even in the notes, I, didn't, I wasn't even planning on saying that. But, you know, eagles are symbolic for prophets. He is proud of you, budding prophets. And the eaglets are budding prophets because they will one day be eagles. And they will soar. And God has a need for his prophets in this hour, like he did Samuel. He has a need for you. So don't think that you've been counted out. Listen to me, and I'm going to close out soon. In your waiting period, I'm going to talk about Joseph for a second. And then I'm going to talk about Daniel, and I'm going to close out. Joseph watched people come in, people go out. He watched one, two people leave, who he asked for their assistance. And to him, they got promoted because they left. And they both got promoted to their positions that they were before they were thrown in the pit, although one was slain. And Joseph was like, when is it my turn? Do you imagine what was flustering through Joseph's mind? You see, no one teaches on that. But I would assume... I would theorize that Joseph remembered when he was with Potiphar, he was exalted because he was a man of excellence. He did nothing wrong without the yes and amen of Almighty God. And what happened? An accuser came and accused him unjustly. And right back into the pit as he had first gone by his brothers. I think of Daniel. Daniel rose, demoted. Rose and demoted. And rose and demoted. And what I'm saying to you in these two men's lives is that you, in your waiting period, you might be watching other people, and I'm not saying watching in covetousness, jealousy, envy, anger, resentment, strife, bitterness. You might be watching all these people take off. These eaglets, they've left the nest. Maybe they're not even eagles. There's some other type of majestic creature that is symbolic for sons and daughters. And you're saying, what about me, God? I don't have some great... Word for you. I'm sorry, I don't. And I would be a false prophet. I would be filled with the Python spirit. Or I'd be a soothsayer if I were to go ahead and say something out of my own mouth. The best I got is he is so proud of you budding prophets. And he is. What I can tell you besides that is your time is nigh. I think it sounds better that way, and that's the way I was supposed to say it. Your time is nigh. It's nigh. He has not forgotten about you. Think of a a mother eagle who has to leave her eaglets on the cleft of a mountain. Let's say you're in that nest, budding prophets, those of you who are in the waiting process, you're waiting. And you do, if you're an eaglet, you have to wait until your mother returns. Let's say you have both parents there, your dad, the dad eagle's there with you, but he's also out. It's just you and your siblings, and you're just looking, heads bobbing, weaving, chirping along. You don't have anything to do. Some of you might get a little bold and, you know, it has been reported that eagles do leave the nest ahead of time. They fall out. And sometimes, thankfully, the parents, usually the mother, is right there to catch them or pick them up. Sometimes they do die because they fall. Um, I would hate to use that term, fall from grace, but they fall, they fall from an unprecedented height and they die. But God has not forgotten about you, just like the mother eagle has not forgotten about her eaglets as she's gone out to forage or she's gone out to get food or she's gone out to get a breath of fresh air. She is returning to you. God hasn't left you. His eye is on you. Remember, there is no place that exists, whether if we know it or not know that it exists. His eyes don't see or his presence cannot be. He is with you there in the death, in the dying, in the wilderness, in the dark night of the soul. If you just started the process, if you're in the middle of the process, if you're at the end, in the accusations, wherever you are in the waiting, he's there, Yahweh Shamma. That was one of the names in 2021. Yahweh Shama is with you. I want you to be encouraged. Your time is nigh. So in this waiting season, in this waiting process, budding prophets, I, I feel specifically geared towards you because God, I, I'm sensing, is about to do something spectacularly new with the prophetic in the prophetic stream, the prophetic mantle, and the prophetic ministry, it's like what he did with Samuel. That's why you have to wait. It's like what he did with Jeremiah. That's why you have to wait. Because the results and the outcome and what you're going to carry, those of you in waiting, eaglets, the beauty and the majesty, the authority and dominion that you will bring and usher in, in his name. It is unadulterated. It is unmatched. Be encouraged. He has not forgotten about you. Now, I pray over you right now, that there is no shadow, there is no fear. The spirit of death cannot have your soul and the spirit of death cannot have your body. I decree by the spirit of God that you will make it through to the other side, through your yes, your obedience and your trust in him. Even if you have nothing but a groan, even when you have nothing but a whimper, even when you have nothing but to respond in your inward parts, in your spirit, praying in the spirit, communing by the spirit. Give him that. You know, I was talking with the father earlier, and I, I, there's a scripture that talks about give the Lord, give unto the Lord the glory he is due. And he broke it down for me real quick, the spirit of God. That's that too. There are times we don't have anything we can't open up our mouths. Those of you who are in waiting, you know that. You can't open your mouth. There are times we cannot fall to our knees. We cannot cry out. You don't have anything but a groan. You don't have anything but a whisper. Some of you don't can't even whisper. You got a whimper. Some of you can't even make a sound. It's just a muteness. It's not a spirit of muteness. It is not a demonic entity. You just can't make a sound. So you get to him and communicate with him any way you can. I grew up in the Black Baptist Church and they would say, when you can't say a mumbling word or you can't make a sound, you just wave your hand, give him a wave offering. That is what that means. Give unto him the glory that he is due. And as you do that in your process of death and dying, because everyone's not going through that, that's a different process than the wilderness. I'm not going to teach on that. But you know it if you're there. So that's why I differentiate it. If you're in death and dying, if you're in wilderness, if you're in the accusation period, if you're in waiting, wherever you are in the waiting process, because it's all a part of the waiting, God's with you. Amen. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Let the Spirit of God be the first you see on the other side. Your ladder will be greater than where you are now. Wave your hand to it if you can't whimper it. If you can't wave your hand, whisper it. And if you can whisper, open your mouth and speak it. Groan it until you can shout it and declare it and believe it. I'm with you. I am standing with you, those of you who are in waiting. I am believing with you. I'm decreeing with you. I am encouraging you. I am rooting with you along with the Spirit who is the Comforter. That's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now that you are the Comforter. Yeshua, we thank you that one of your names is the Comforter. I thank you for comfort right now over my brothers and sisters in the world who are the budding prophets. My, the, my brothers and sisters in the world who are not budding prophets, but they are going through a waiting period for whatever reason that you want to produce a manifested outstanding glory through them. And you need them just to be hidden and broken I thank you that you're comforting them in this hour. Father, Not right now throughout the entire earth, sons and daughters that are adopted into yours by the spirit of adoption and sons and daughters who are illegitimate, the world and the sons and daughters. Father, I pray by the spirit of God that you, the God of all comfort, are sending comfort and reconciliation Reconciling all things, the enemy and darkness and evil have not only twisted but have stolen you 're reconciling these things. you know I have to say this because this is so encouraging. I heard the word reconciliation a few this was actually maybe a week ago or so ago. And you know, the Holy Spirit was talking with me and he was revealing all this stuff. And then one of the, one of the key things of reconciliation I heard the Holy Spirit break down for me was, You know, reconciliation is like when you reconcile accounts or when you reconcile debts. For instance, you owe, let's say, $10,000. You're in debt and somehow you get the money. You work it up yourself. You save it. Somebody gives it to you. Somebody pays it off yourself. What it's called is the debt is reconciled. I decree by the spirit of God, most high God, Yahweh, that debts are being reconciled, not just canceled. They are being reconciled. Now, listen to me, because I know some people are going to get out there and say, when I say reconciled, I don't mean restoration. You need to look up the definition of reconcile. So it's very similar to cancellation. There is an end to your waiting, those of you who are in wait. There is an end to your tunnel and to your darkness. Be encouraged. Blessings.